Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. The Dubois Beaver football team squares off against the Juniata Indians Friday night. We'll talk to head coach T.J. Wingard and assistant coach Paul Butler about the matchup and the season so far. It's been a wild ride up to this point, but the first half of the NFL season is in the books. We'll kick off the second half by taking you through the Week 10 games. Penn State gets a second chance to make a statement in a Big Ten showdown against Michigan. We'll get you ready for the game and talk to a few super fans known as the Big Uglies coming up next. I'm Dave Herzing. I'm Bob Anderson. And I'm Dave Glass. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go under review. Sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping and Dr. Greg Lineski at Wise Eyes. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good to be back in the studio with you guys. And uh, real quick, we have some congratulations in order to our one and only Dave Glass here. Congratulations on your election victory, Dave. We don't cross the line of politics very often, but well done. Well, thank you. Yeah, we. I have a rule not to cross the streams, but since the election's over and since I'm not going to run for any more terms after this, as I've said, I uh, will we'll take this one exception. Um, it, it's been a fun day to kind of enjoy it, but now we're here to talk about sports. And just to uh, do that with us is a guest on the line right now, and I'm going to let Dee bring him in. I, are you there, John? I, I am. Oh, um, listeners, um, I'm sure a lot of our folks here that are listening right now are big Penn State fans. If you've ever watched Penn State football, and or if you've ever attended Penn State games, and if you haven't, you have to go. The, the experience is second to none. You will see three of the most fun, uh, incredibly passionate Penn State fans ever dancing around, doing their signature dance moves in their Hertz rental car masks that their mother got for them. They're collectively known as the Big Uglies, and we're happy to have one of them on the show here, uh, John Duda. Uh, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, sir. Thanks, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. So um, as you mentioned, my two brothers, Paul and Dave and I, uh, 30 years ago started wearing masks that were handed out at the 1985 Orange Bowl, if you rented a car from Hertz, um, as a way to show our support for Penn State football. And over the years, it evolved and became um, bigger and bigger and to the point where we uh, don't even know if we can give it up. People probably won't let us, but we have a lot of fun doing it. My two brothers live up in Connecticut, and I live in Philly, so it's a good way for us to get together for fall weekends, um, and we have uh, probably tens of thousands of, of people have taken pictures with us. We, we enjoy meeting fans and, and getting the crowd louder during the games to help the team, uh, especially when we're playing defense, and um, we, just, we just have a lot of fun doing it. You know, along those lines, having fun, uh, could you tell our listeners why you wear the number 12? And also, um, you know, one of your initiatives that you and your brothers are putting on, which I think is something that all fans would, should be aware of, especially when you attend some of these games and you see what happens at some of these stadiums. Yes, I'd be happy to. Thank you. So um, we've always uh, thought that um, we, we would have a better time if fans 
from both teams actually just got along together. And, you know, we, we do travel a fair amount to opposing teams' stadiums. And it's, it's striking when, when we go down to, to SEC schools, we, we've been to a number of them, um, they treat us like invited guests. And, and we think that's a, a great model to, to, to follow. And, and so we try to treat opposing fans as our invited guests when we see them in Happy Valley. We encourage others to do so as well. I mean, we, we, we believe that, number one, you can enjoy a football game regardless of the outcome if, if you let go of your attachment to the outcome. And if we're all having fun together, you know, none of us are getting on the field. None of us have any right to talk smack. Um, and and if we all have fun together, we'll just have a better time. So we, we call ourselves the 12th man because, or the Penn State Big Uglies, but the, the 12 is for the for the 12th man, just like um, Texas A&M, I think, maybe coined it. But we feel like the crowd is almost like another player in a game and can make a difference in the game, and that's that's what we try to do by, by getting people to make a lot of noise when we're playing defense so that the opposing team can't call audibles. Um, and, you know, cheering on our, our own team, they, they certainly seem to respond to that. So we're, we're just um, avid fans who enjoy going to games, who are trying to spread a message that we, we think is positive. Um, and um, as a matter of fact, this Saturday uh, for the Michigan game, my brother Dave and I, who are the older two brothers, Paul is one year younger, we're turning 60 on Saturday. And so we have a request to put out there as, to as many fans as possible that um, if you want to uh, help us enjoy our birthday, obviously a win would be great. But um, in the very least, the, thing that the, the things that the fans can do are, number one, uh, be so loud on every defensive play that we don't even need to encourage the crowd. And then every time you run into a Michigan fan – Tell them you appreciate them coming, that uh, you hope they have a good time. You don't have to tell them that, you know, good luck or do well, but you hope they have a good time. And um, that uh, you, especially, obviously, with the news around Michigan football right now, you know, tell them that we've been there. We know what it's like to to really suffer for things that people have done that, that we did not contribute to and have no control over. And, uh, you know, we, we feel bad for them and we we uh you know we hope they um be okay and that uh they have a fun time in happy valley well this is dave glass i uh first of all i've been a sports official for 30 years so i really really love this sportsmanship message you're putting out not just uh, obviously for the other fans but I, i like it for you know opposing players and and coaches and also for the officials um obviously i've i've been on the other side of that some too uh i I really appreciate that that you're doing that so thank you my question for you is uh you talked about the sec and i've heard that too that that they can really really be welcoming where's your favorite big 10 school to visit what are there any that stick out that are are especially welcoming so um great question we we enjoy going to most of the schools honestly The, the Unfortunately, for whatever reasons, we've had some bad experiences in Columbus, but um, uh, almost every and, and occasionally some bad experiences elsewhere. But for the most part, people are, you know, the vast majority of fans when we go to other schools are, are nice and kind and, and welcoming. Um, and, but, you know, 
there's always the, the small group who decide that it's their prerogative to try to make people feel bad or, or you know, make themselves uh, feel better by making other people feel bad. And w- one great thing that we try to do and we encourage others to do is that when we see that in Happy Valley, we don't stand by and do nothing. We call it out and we talk to those guys and tell them our experience and, you know, say that you know, there's, there's, no, there's no call for that. If we, if we uh, put it out on the field and, you know, come away with a victory, great. If, if we don't, well, that's, that's why they play the games. And, um, you know, especially a lot of our fans um, are, are very good to our home team, but sometimes you see people booing and, and uh, calling out our own team and, that really bothers us because we think that, you know, these young guys who are 18 to 21 years old um, who are, you know, just doing what they do to entertain us don't deserve that. And we also think that when you, uh, when the opposing team comes out of the tunnel and everybody boos them, that's unnecessary. We, we have invited this team to come to our stadium and, and play our team. And, you know, we, we, we might as well cheer for them too. Like, thanks for coming. And we're going to beat you now. And we appreciate you allowing us to do that. Um, and uh, so, it, it is, um, you know, kind of a mindset that, uh, like I said, we we, we are not um, totally dependent on on the outcome of the game to having a, a good time. And we certainly don't feel any right to take out our frustrations if we don't win on on anybody else. Hey, John, Bob Anderson, thanks for taking the time to do this. And uh, we know you're a busy guy, so I'm going to leave you with one last question here. I have actually never been to a Penn State football game. My kids just went here a couple weeks ago, and and now we've been singing Sweet Caroline a lot in the car. So (laughs) I'm just curious, what what is a reason why I should come to a game? Tell me about the atmosphere. Like, what's your favorite part of the game time atmosphere there? So um, there's... You know, we we only have a few minutes, and it would take hours to tell you all the stories and all the great times that we've had in Happy Valley at games. But obviously, um, tailgating is a huge part of the game day experience in Happy Valley. Um, it is really a sight to behold for anybody who hasn't done it. Um, and then, you know, when you get in the stadium, particularly if it's a big game like like this weekend with a stripe out or a whiteout or whatever, the energy is infectious, and um, it, it kind of you can't help. By, but get taken up by it, um, and uh, you know the whole tribal mentality or whatever is kind of it's, a, it's an awe-inspiring event to to see a game in, in Beaver Stadium, and um, I highly encourage you to do so. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate your message too. I hope Flyers fans get the message because I've been there, and they're not so accommodating. But uh, thanks, John, and happy early birthday to you. Thanks very much. Good uh, talking to you guys. We'd, we'd be happy to come back on sometime with all three of us uh, and tell you some stories about uh, our experiences over the years. Great. Sounds good. When we return, we'll take you through the Week 10 games on the uh, on the slate. Stay with us as we continue Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping and Dr. Greg Lineski at Wise Eyes on Connect FM. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. 
trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. Hi, this is Gordon Deal. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News, a recap of the third Republican presidential debates. Can anyone be a challenge to Trump in the early primary states as we approach the new year? Also, home rental costs and mortgage rates are helping keep inflation high, but how can the Fed handle that issue? And the big reason why now may be a frustrating time to visit Las Vegas. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News. 99.7, Connect FM. Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game. Now, the ball is in my court, thanks to treating my skin and joints with Sky Rizzi. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection for adults. Nothing is Sky Rizzi helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, there's nothing like clearer skin and better movement, and that means everything. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well. Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact-resistant eyewear. Whether your child plays sports, you love extreme sports, or you work in hazardous construction zones, you need sharp vision while protecting your eyes. Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results. Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Come and strive to boys and at mywiseeyes.com. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back. It's week 10, guys, and uh, the season keeps on a flying. But, Dave, how about a little update on the standings here? No change. It looked it was tight the whole way through after the morning game or the afternoon, the early afternoon games. I think we were one game apart, and then it. The uh, evening games and the Monday game put mashed us back together. I think we all went nine and five. Well, there you go. So I'm just going to try to hold you guys off for the next uh, half of the season <laughs> here and and claim the trophy. Um, four teams are on by this week, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Miami, and the L.A. Rams. We're going to start off tomorrow night. Two sw- cellar dwellers, the uh, Panthers one and seven and the Bears two and seven, Dave. Well, I want a little bit of, of the overall on this week is – one really, really, really big spread, the biggest I've seen, and the rest of it pretty tight. And even the ones with bigger spreads, there's some there's some feisty teams there. So very interesting. But getting back to this Thursday game, we've talked about how Thursday games are unpredictable. Um, these two teams, you never know from week to week what you're going to get. Uh, you know, it's a three and a half point spread, which means nobody really knows what's going to happen here. Um, I'm going to go with Carolina just because I don't even really know, except I don't believe in Chicago. I don't believe in Carolina either, but they're going to probably win more than one game, which is why I said when they 
when I picked them before. Well, so. you picked the right week the last time you picked them. So, D, what do you got? Uh, these are two awful, awful teams right now. This is going to be a bad game. The only interesting thing about watching these teams is wondering which team is actually going to try and tank. I was listening to Colin Coward today, and he was talking about the Panthers and the Bears. He said the team that to watch out for the, the sneak attack tank is the Giants. He said because the Bears are going to try and win and the Panthers are going to try and win. They get fields back. I'm actually picking the Bears. Yeah, I'm going with the Bears too, but I don't think the Panthers have a first-round pick this year. So even if they do tank, it won't do them any good. Um, yeah, I think Justin Fields may be back, but uh, I don't know. The, they moved the ball last week against the Saints. They just had too many turnovers. So I'll take the Bears are at home here. The Colts are 4-5 and five at the Patriots, 2-7. and seven. D, we'll let you start this one. I'm oh, actually, this one's in Germany, by the way. All right. Those German games are great, again, because you're able to watch the uh, the games in the morning. Um, I'm actually going to take the Colts in this one. I, I have no belief in New England whatsoever. These games really don't merit a lot of discussion. They're not even really fun to watch other than just kind of like they're filler in between doing other things. So I'm just taking the Colts. Do you know that Frankfurt, Germany is the home of the hot dog? That's where the Frankfurter, Frankfurter comes yeah. from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also the home of Johannes Gutenberg, who is the inventor of the print- printing press. Just a little history lesson Oh, we're getting a history there. lesson with yeah. our sports tonight. This there is, you We're go. mixing politics, history, and yeah. sports. This, this is a new all. ground for us. We, yeah. They might throw us off. <laughs> well, the Colts, they have a pretty good defense. Um, new England, they don't have any talent on that roster. So I will take the Colts. By the way, the international games have been relatively low scoring here. The winning scores have not been over 25 points. Uh, take the under, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and that right there is why, as much as I hate to do it, I'm going to hold my nose and take the New England Patriots because I think this is exactly the kind of game that Belichick, if he's still got anything left in the tank, that he can win. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Indianapolis, their quarterback situation's a mess. They have talent. They have more talent than I thought, but their quarterback situation's a mess, and I think he can force a couple turnovers. But look, I don't believe in New England. I mean, this is one of those hunch games. Dave's being contrarian tonight. We got the Texans 4-4 four and four at the Bengals 5-3. and three. By the way, if the regular season was over now, all four AFC North teams would be in the playoffs. Saw that. It's crazy. But uh, Cincinnati, they're firing on all the cylinders right now. I got to go with them, even though C.J. Stroud has been amazing. Um, and by the way, did you guys see the Houston Texan running back who kicked the field goal last yeah, week? Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, 29-yarder. Yeah. Do you guys think you could make a 29-yarder? Yes. Yes. You do? Okay. I, I No, I could. Absolutely. Well, he made it look easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Well, well so I'm going to take Cincy as well. I mean... Look, I think this will be – you want to talk about take the under, take the over on this yeah. one, I think. I mean, Cincinnati all of a sudden looks like what we thought that they would. Houston's put up a ton of points, but I don't believe in their defense. And we all let that Steeler game kind of fool us, but that Houston defense is not very good. Yeah, the Bengals right now to me look like one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL simply because Joe Burrow is healthy. Uh, he's He looks completely different than he did at the start of the season. Even though, you're, you're, you, like you said, Bob Stroud is playing very well, I just don't think that they, right now they have the firepower to match the Bengals. They, they look like they are really firing on all cylinders. All right, we got the Saints 5-4 and four at the Vikings 5-4, and four, Dave. Well, this was looked like a pretty interesting game until the injury to, to uh, Cousins. I just like New Orleans here. I think, you know, that you got two dome teams, so that kind of takes a little bit of the home field out of it for me. And I, I just like New Orleans' roster better right now. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Sorry. I, I, oh, I, okay. Sorry. I, I would say, you know what? Both teams are kind of on a roll right now. The Saints have won three in a row, and the Vikings have won four in a row. 
Um, and every time I count the Vikings out, they keep storming back. So I'm going with the Vikings in this one. I love what Josh Dobbs did last week. And uh, you know what? Maybe they're getting Justin Jefferson back. Probably not this week, but soon. I'll go with the Vikings here. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Vikings just because of the Dobbs story as well. It was really interesting. He didn't even know a lot of the players' names, which I thought was kind of cool. He didn't know a lot of the plays. I mean, when you, they talked to him after the game, and he said there's time to learn that. So I'm going to take the Vikings just because I think it's a cool story. I'm either going to be way behind you two, or I'm going to pass you with the way things going. This is going early. (laughs) All right. We got the Packers three and five at the Steelers five and three D. Let me guess. Stairway. There it is. Stairway, baby. Hey, stairway talk is the best talk. Everyone knows that. Um, I just saw a stat the other day. They said Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter right now is one of the highest rated quarterbacks since Tom Brady. I saw that. What about the other three yeah, quarters? They count. That they do. <laughs> they certainly do. But, you know, hey, he's playing well when it matters. Um, I just think Pittsburgh is, is playing pretty decent football. Their offense, when it counts, does seem to respond. Uh, so, if anything, it makes it makes for good uh, talk radio, right? Yeah, what this is their third straight home game, and you got to make hay when you're at home. Uh, both of these teams have agonizingly poor offenses, and I'll just go with the Steelers because I think they have a little bit better defense than the than the Packers do. Well, I'm taking the Steelers. I mean, this home, I don't believe in Green Bay at all, but I will say for them being five and three, this is fairly close to a must-win game because if you you're right, the three home games, they have a ton of road games left. We talked when we did our preseason preview, their last three games are miserable. So they could easily go one and two or zero oh and three on their last three. They need to have a cushion if they plan to get into the playoffs. So I, I'm going to say Pittsburgh. We got the Titans three and five at the Buccaneers three and five. The Buccaneers have lost four in a row. They scored 37 points last week and still managed to lose that game. Uh, the Titans have dropped three of their last four. This is probably a must-win for both teams if they want to stay in the playoff race. I'm going to go with. The Titans this week, though. Uh, Levis is looking to make hay against the second-worst passing defense in the league. I, I just have a hunch on this one. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I was impressed how he handled the pressure last week. We, we, you know, we haven't been on the air since then. For, for three and a half quarters, he was better than Pickett. He just was. He had all kinds of heat on him, and he was standing in there making some pretty good throws, and then Pickett did the, the miracle Superman thing at the end. Okay, that's fine, but... Uh, I do like Levis, but I still think he's a rookie, and I'm taking Tampa Bay because I think he is going to have some turnover problems this week. Yeah, I, I like Levis uh, and, and the Titans as well. I, you kind of stole my thunder there. Tampa can't defend against the pass at all. Uh, and Levis has looked pretty comfortable in the pocket. So I, as you, anybody who's listened to this show is well aware, I, I'm always going to take a quarterback I think that's better. I think Levis, even though he hasn't been in the league as long right now, has more upside than Baker. So I'm going to take uh, the Titans. Boy, the trend continues here. We got the 49ers five and three at the Jaguars six and two. Back to you, Dave. Boy, I don't know. Both teams are coming off buys. Yeah, and and that's why I took the Niners because I think they were beat up. They needed that week to reset. I still think they're they're more talented. Jacksonville's a good team, but I still think San Francisco's more talented. They had a really rough run there. That Cincy game was tough for them. But when when CMC is healthy, they are really, really tough to beat on offense. And uh I don't like I don't like taking West Coast teams on the East Coast, but I'm taking them. I don't know what Bob may, I don't know if Bob's going to pick Jacksonville or not, but I am. They're both coming off a bye. Trevor Lawrence looks fantastic this year. The 49ers, I think they've lost three straight, yes, right? Yep. Uh, so I, I just think, like, and to your point, Dave, picking these West Coast teams and they come East, 
for whatever reason, that that seems to be bad juju for these West Coast teams. So that alone, I think I'm just taking Jacksonville. Hope I'm right. I would I would see more of that if they weren't on a bye before. So I'm going to kind of mitigate that. I'm actually taking the 49ers wow. just because I can't see them losing four in a row here. I think they'll be the more desperate team. They'll have Chase Young in the lineup, give them a little spark. And they might have Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. It's the first back. game you two didn't pick the same. Yes. How about that? All right. We got the Browns five and three at the Ravens seven and two, a division matchup, D. I'm really looking forward to this game. I think this will be a really good test for the Ravens. Uh, my buddies actually secretly tease me. They think I'm a Ravens fan, but I just really enjoy watching Lamar Jackson, as I've said on here numerous times. Uh, the Ravens right now are one of the most dangerous teams in football. Uh, Cleveland, that defense is for real, but I just think the Ravens are too much. I'm picking the Ravens. Yeah, how about that statement game last week from the Ravens? They beat the Seahawks 37-3. to Like I, I thought it would be a good game. Um, Ravens are red hot right now. They beat the Browns soundly in week four in Cleveland. Uh, you got to take the Ravens in this one. I'm going to put it real simply. I'm taking the Ravens until Lamar Jackson gets hurt. I've said that all year. It's like when he gets banged up, and I don't mean he has to be out, but if he's, he starts showing up on the injury list, then I'm going to re- reevaluate Baltimore. Until then, I'm pricking them pretty much every game. You act like it's inevitable. I, but let's see. By the end of the year, you run as much as he does. We'll see. All right, we got the Falcons 4-5 and five at the Cardinals 1-8. and eight. Two birds that aren't flying very well here. <laughs> no. uh, Kyler Murray is expected to play here, guys. So uh, he'll be back for the first time since December. James Conner would probably be back too. Is there a more frustrating team than the Falcons in the league? Why do they draft these high-profile weapons on offense and then no, never use them? But I got to go with the Falcons in this one. Falcons. All right. Well, I'm also going to take the Falcons only because, and this time, I, twice in a row, I've been caught off guard by transactions. This time, I knew Murray was coming back, but I think that actually, while that's good for them long term, I think it's bad for them week one because I really think that he's going to be rusty. I mean, he's missed a ton of time. And so I think he's going to probably struggle a little bit, maybe a couple turnovers. I'm taking Atlanta. I'm actually going to take the Cardinals um, just because of Kyler Murray. His, the X factor, if he's healthy, people forget how good he was when he was healthy. Now I realize there's a lot of rust. But you know what? He's the type of guy, he can make plays with his feet. I think he makes a play to decisively win the game. I actually think the Cardinals win this one you know, by seven. Now the Ooh. trend's reversing here. Yeah. Now it's Dave and I versus D. Uh, we got the Lions 6-2 and two at the Chargers 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, this is another really fun game to watch. Uh, the Lions, I don't know really what to make of that team. Uh, they, they, I think they're, I don't know about what you guys think, but I think they're the type of team where at the start of the season there was so much riding high, and they just they lose these games sometimes so decisively it's very hard to pin them down. But I'll tell you what, I'm picking the Lions over the Chargers simply because I have no belief in the Chargers whatsoever. Yeah, both of these are fun offenses, but I think the Lions have the better defense. Yeah. So I will take the Lions. They're probably going to get David Montgomery in the lineup too. Well, and I, I've been a, I've been on Detroit Bang Ryan again since before the season. This this is the kind of game they should win. I got to give the Chargers credit. I actually thought they looked pretty pretty good the other day, but um, I also don't believe in the Jets' offense at all. So I'm not sure how much you can take out of that. But yeah, Detroit. All right, we got the Giants two and seven at the Cowboys five and three in another division matchup. Normally, I do not like to take division games as my lock, but I will take the Cowboys as my lock this week. The Giants have lost Daniel Jones for the year. Tyrod Taylor's on IR. Who is Tommy DeVito? 
<laughs> Never I, heard of them. I double dog dare any of you to take the Giants. They're 16 and a half point underdogs. Yeah. In the NFL, that is crazy. I think that's the biggest spread of the year. Oh, it definitely yeah, is. I, it's I, one of the biggest I've seen in the last four or five years. Yeah. So I mean, it, this one doesn't merit much discussion. The Cowboys, uh, they could have beaten the Eagles, which I was very yeah. surprised. They played very well in the Eagles, but it, there is no way the Giants win this football game. Well, no way. I would like to just put something in because it is something I said online earlier this week, and I very much believe it. You know, the, the Eagles tried really hard to give that game away at the end. They really did. But you can always count on Dak to make the one big mistake. He took a sack that you can do anything else in the world there. You cannot take that sack, and he did. And it's almost like he's the inverse picket. Yeah. Three quarters, Dak Prescott's the That's quarterback you want. And in the fourth quarter, I'll take darn near anybody but him. It's too bad you can't put them together exactly. and make there one quarterback. Go. We got the Commanders four and five at the Seahawks five and three, Dave. Oh, yeah, boy, I, you, this gives you pause, doesn't it? Because, you know, the Commanders actually played really well last week in Seattle, laid the hugest egg. And I'll give I'll give the Ravens all the credit in the world. I thought that they won it more than Seattle lost it. But, man, I thought Seattle would show more fight than that. But Seattle's at home. I got it. I can't go away from Seattle here. If they lose this one, then they go down a couple of notches in my book. Yeah, that exactly. Seattle's at home. They're always tough at home. And again, east to west, west to east. Uh, I, I'm I'm picking the the Seahawks in this one. Yeah, you got to think Seattle bounces back here. I'll take them too. The Jets are four and four at the Raiders four and five. D. Um, this will be a fun game uh, only because they'll be talking about it on uh, get up uh, nonstop. And they have been. And after the game as well, they'll still be continuing to talk about it. Um, the Jets, their offense is ridiculous. It's so bad. The defense is keeping them in games. Remind you of somebody, right? Um, but I think the Raiders actually win this one handily. This one is, I'm just going to throw it out. This one's my lock. Wow. I, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to stomp this team this week. Well, the Raiders look like a new team with a yep. new coach. And, and they look like they're having fun and again. their owner got a haircut. He cut that weird bowl and he looks like a normal human being wow, now. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I'm actually going with the Jets here. Uh, you know what? Ooh. Their defense, I think, wins it for them somehow. There are some very way. few times this year where somebody's taken a lock and any of us have taken the other team. Yep. So that's, that's interesting. I'm taking Vegas because, to your point, they look like a whole different squad with a new coach, and it just makes you wonder how bad things really were. I mean, McDaniel has now a pretty long history of failing in that role, so... And he got fired when he was trick-or-treating with his kids. I mean, wow. Yeah, oh, wow, wow. He's still getting paid for the next <laughs> that, four that's years. That's true, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, laughing all the way to the bank. That's yeah, right. the Broncos are 3-5 and five at the Bills, 5-4. and four. I'm starting to think the Bills are just a mediocre team, guys. They're, they're able to beat the bad teams and not beat the good teams, but uh, I got to think that they're going to bounce back this week. Well, you, you mentioned that they beat the bad teams mostly, but not the good teams. Nobody thinks Denver's a good team. You know, this is another one. You know, there are some games on here that if they go the other way, I'm going to reevaluate how good the team A is. And if Buffalo blows this one, it's like, wait a minute, is this team actually any good at all? But I do think they'll take care of business. Denver is just kind of a mess. Yeah, there's no way Buffalo loses this game at all. I mean, this is this is Ooh, that's a hot take. They, they <laughs> won't lose this game. Denver is such a bad football team. Although, which is crazy, I still can't believe they beat Kansas City. But yeah, Buffalo. That's kind of my point. Yeah, yeah Buffalo bounces back here and wins this one. All right. When we return, we'll talk Dubois Beavers football. Stay with us on Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping and Dr. Greg Glineski at Wise Eyes on Connect FM. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. 
Apply a discreet sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you use insulin or have had hypoglycemic events, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Are you looking for a full-time or part-time job that has flexibility? Dubois Home Care has a care support job opportunity that may be just what you're looking for. As a home care aide, you provide a variety of non-skilled assistance services that allow older adults to remain in their home. We offer you flexible work hours, benefits package, paid time off, mileage reimbursement, sign-on bonus, and more. Ready for something better? Visit DuboisCCCI.com. Click on Join Our Team, then choose your path to success with Dubois Home Care. We need to have a merit-based immigration system. We have 6 million open jobs in this country. We cannot have great economic growth at 4 or 5% if we don't fill those jobs. There's so much at stake. So let's see which jobs we have open, who has skills to fill them, and let's give people a legal way to come to this country to help our economy. Stay close to the news. 96.7 and 99.7 FM and 14.20 AM on Alexa, on your smartphone, and on your computer at connectradio.fm. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Chance for scattered showers tonight, otherwise overcast skies. Lows around 45, southeast winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies expected tomorrow, scattered rain showers likely, high temperatures reach up to 58. Lows zip down to about 36. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy skies expected. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 51. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back to Under Review, and Dubois travels to Mifflintown Friday night to begin their playoff push, and we have Paul Butler, assistant coach for the uh, Beavers, and we have TJ Wingard on the line on the phone. How we doing, fellas? TJ, how you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Paul, how's it going? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on. Sure, yeah. He, Paul even brought his little ones and brought some milkshakes with. We didn't get any, though, guys. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Next time I'll remember. Yeah. All right, TJ, It's. Uh, I'm sure it's been a tough season for you as a coach and a parent in the fact that uh, Trey got hurt earlier in the year. But uh, how's he feeling, and, and what's it like to have him back in the lineup? Oh, it's part of sports. We all get it. You know, it wasn't the easiest time, but you know what, that kind of stuff, I think it's cliche, but it made everybody have to grow up and be better. Uh, I appreciate you asking. He's obviously been back here for two weeks and pretty healthy and looking forward to moving on. Well, that's good to hear. Paul, um, having played professionally, what message can you give the team heading into this week? I know it's the playoffs. Maybe the pressure's a little bit on for them. What, what's your experience give them? Um, this is what we work for all season long and through the year. We want to get to the playoffs and make a run into the playoffs. Um, 
it's something Dubois hasn't done in a while, in a long time. They haven't won a playoff game. Uh, Coach Winger looked it up uh, since 1998. So we have a really good team. We have a chance to make some history. And, um, you know, this is it. So it's uh, it's all or nothing right now. Well, that's a nice little message there, 25 years. So oh, yeah. that's wow. a good motivator right there. So, yeah, it might actually be nine. It might be ninety six, and the and the last district title was ninety five. But I can double check that. But yeah, it's been a long time. Well, you're the history teacher. Actually, I think he did say ninety six. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. 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 Uh, hey, Dave Glass here. So tell me, I haven't had a chance to uh, really look at Juniata here, Coach. Or either one of you. Uh, wh- what do you see from them? What What's their attack look like? What What Who's their Who do you really have to defend hard? Co- Coach Butler, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as defensively, um, we're seeing a lot of three-man front, like a five-linebacker type set, uh, three three uh, deep in the secondary. They got uh, a couple guys that will roll back into that safety, the other safety position. They'll play two safeties. Um, they'll blitz their backers. Uh, they got they're just a tough. They got a lot of tough kids. They're a good, tough football team. Um, on offense, they, they like to run the ball a lot. They're going to try to set the tone with the run game. And then they got a good big receiver they like to throw it up to, and he'll uh, he'll come down with them a lot of times. So it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, it's a pretty good scout report, Coach, as we've been watching. They're pretty balanced with the run attack. They have three or four backs, including the quarterback, that all have touched the ball several times. And this 10th uh, grader, Shep's the receiver. Uh, he's a really good athlete. So – we just have to be aware they're pretty balanced running and passing the ball. So we've been working on it and studying it, and I think we're ready. I know uh, Bob touched on Trey earlier, and, and obviously he came back and looked good, and you've had the bye. So how, how's the how's the rest of the team health-wise? The bye get you all, you know, some of the little bumps and bruises healed up, We you know, as healthy as we're, we've been in, in most of the season? Yeah, I think we can be as healthy as any team could expect to be at this stage. Um, that bye week's a double-edged because – you like the rest part, but it gets you out of rhythm a little bit. So we've been adapting to both, and I think we're going to be okay. These past couple practices, the energy this week and, and how things have, have been going, uh, we're pretty happy with. Um, I'm curious, uh, both of you, you know, I, I know you had a tough loss there against Central Clarion. Um, how do you grow as a team after a loss like that? Like, what do you tell the kids? Boy, it's they're they're a buzzsaw, and, and what what can you say? I mean, are there things that, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda keeps that closer? Absolutely. But that's, a, in my opinion, for our area, that's a pretty special football team right now. So you just, hey, you just got your butt whooped. Let's lick our wounds and, and move on to the next opponent and learn from it. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty special ball club they got over there. They're going to definitely make a run, uh, we expect, in the playoffs. But um, they also set a good example. You could tell um, all their kids are very committed and the off season in the weight room, it, it shows they're all built up, they're all fast, they're all explosive, they're all tough. So that's something um, we got to use as an example for our guys if we want to compete with the with them down the road. And, and I don't want to look backwards too much, but I was there that night. I was I was doing radio that game, and the one thing that really concerned me about that is, yeah, they were better. There's no question. But they were really chippy in the first half. I mean, I think they took something like seven or eight, maybe even nine penalties. You know, a lot of them were, uns- you know, personal fouls on sportsmen. Like, um, talk to us about that. I mean, did you find that a little bit over the top for a team that, you know, was clearly going to win the game to just keep coming at you like that? And and did what, did you say anything to your guys at the half to try to settle, keep your guys settled down? 
Um, I mean, different coaches have different styles, and I mean that's that's the way they play. I don't think it's something uh, we criticize or you know take personal. It's just something that when a team plays with that extra chip on their shoulder, like you have to you have to deal with it and and not let it get to you mentally and just keep playing your game. So, I mean, you can we can talk to kids all we want and, and try to you know the psychology part of it, but either you step up and, and you deal with it or you let it get to you. That's pretty much our message for any team, really. Yeah, just keep playing, too. Like, we don't want to be those guys getting those penalties and uh, hurting our team in situations uh, that we need to have them. So um, we just got to keep playing, just uh, avoid the the chirpiness back and just keep fighting. Yeah, so, um, you know, seasons are full of highs and lows, of course, and uh, probably the Clarion game was probably one of the lows and Trey's injury. But what have been some of the highs this year and what are you most proud of? Um, I think it started obviously with a nice win down at Carn City, and you know we can look at how the the six weeks or so went with with our injuries and such. But I, I was really proud of how a lot of our kids stepped up and took on new roles as far as maybe coming out of their shell a little bit and some leadership positions and just trying to spark the team and and just you know be be leaders and you know wins and losses away. I think we saw a lot of kids and young men turn into you know more of young adults this year than anything and that's kind of cool to watch yeah it seemed like this is my first year coaching over here but it seemed like uh for the better part of the season every week we're having some kind of just impactful you know situation that was you know could be distracting or uh you know detrimental to the team and our guys you know they fought through it all year long um all the outside noise and stuff they're dealing with and yeah like coach said like we saw a lot of kids grow up this year just uh just by the situations they're forced to be in and stuff. And, um, you know, those are some of those kids, those are, you know, things they'll take into the rest of their life and uh, just set the tone for that. Well, and I know uh, I ran into Dee and Dave. I think you guys were both at the homecoming game, and that was a great atmosphere. I had to imagine that that was a lot of fun for the kids and for you guys coaching with all those people there. Yeah, that's uh, in our four years of coaching, That's that might have been the biggest crowd if not – real close to the biggest one we've seen at home in the past four years that was that was kind of really yeah it was pretty neat for the guys and uh you couldn't hear yourself think at times which was sometimes is good just you can you can actually use that noise to block out other noise if you catch my drift and it, it was pretty neat yeah that stuff's big the community involvement with our our players and stuff that gets them fired up every one of those guys were fired up for that game and you know punksy had a good ball club and um we played one of our best games of the year that game and um you know we lost by a point unfortunately but we were proud of the effort they gave and given all the situations and circumstances we were facing um that's big just having the crowd there just to juice up your guys and just going out there good energy so for me my last question for you you know you've had a number of different teams now uh coach and and i know this is your first time paul but uh, this is more for coach tj what what sticks out to you about this team? I mean, you know, when I've coached and you've coached a lot, you have something that you, you'll look back and remember, like one particular aspect. What What is it about this team that, that you're going to remember? Well, I think to me it goes back to multiple sports. Um, I've been fortunate enough, a lot of these kids, I've been able to be involved with, whether watching them or being a part of coaching staff with them since they were like seven, eight years old. And a lot of these kids are Trey's friends and he's played other sports with them consistently. So it's kind of like, watching a bunch of, of young boys from seven and eight grow up to be young men. It's been really neat. 
Um, and like, and we are a young team, obviously. But um, it, it's been it's been neat to watch a lot of these kids grow up. It, it's been fun. And I got one for Paul here and TJ. Thank you so much too for coming on with us. I know you're yes, a busy sir. guy. Um, Paul, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with you? Uh, are you do you still have aspirations to play professional ball? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough because uh, just the situation and things have happened the last few years. But it's something you know. Uh, I just can't shut the switch off, um, especially coaching and being around the game this year. And um, it's very hard for me to like kind of separate myself from a player still when I, I, I truly feel like I can still play and do it. So, um, you know, it's I'm not saying I'm done playing, you know, the XFL, USFL is still around, um, you know, who knows what will happen. I still have. I'm still very hungry for that uh, that feeling and that and that that taste that I had. I just want uh, I would love to get back there and just show everybody what I know I can do and what I you know have a lot left out there. I feel like. And well, we see it. at the Y sometimes, and we know that you're in good shape. So uh, I, I I certainly hope that happens for you, Paul. And I wish you guys both the best of luck this week, and uh, hope you bring one home for Dubois. Appreciate it. Yeah, Thank awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Sure thing. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that Penn State football and other things that we didn't get a chance to talk to us. Uh, stay with us as we continue under review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping and Dr. Greg Glineski from Wise Eyes. We'll be right back. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back, in the meantime your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers, Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. Gain a fresh perspective on investing with national and local award-winning Guardian Planners. Listen to Sound Money Management Tuesday mornings at 8.35 featuring Chuck Johnson. Check out Chuckonomics at GuardianPlanners.com. Hi, I'm Dave Kias, host of Barbecue Radio Nation, along with my co-host, barbecue expert Dan Hathaway. Every week we will be giving you the best tips on how you can grill and smoke your favorite meats, vegetables, and even desserts. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned expert, our show is designed to help you become a better backyard barbecuer. So be sure and tune in every Saturday morning right here on Connect FM 99.7 and 96.7 and online at connectradio.fm. Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on Connect FM. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Chance for scattered showers tonight, otherwise overcast skies. Lows around 45, southeast winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies expected tomorrow, scattered rain showers likely, high temperatures reach up to 58. Lows zip down to about 36, tomorrow night, mainly cloudy skies expected. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 51. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave 
at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. And we're back, guys. It feels like we haven't even had a chance to talk to each other tonight. We've had these guests on, so this is our chance. We're going to make this a long segment. We'll go to the uh, to the end of the show here, but thought we'd start with some Penn State football here. Uh, there are two storylines, really, this weekend for me. Can James Franklin finally get over the hump against a top 10 team, especially Michigan or Ohio State? And how does SignGate end up affecting everything that's going on? So uh, real quick, and then I'll turn it over to you guys. I read an article from Ron Cook in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and he brought up a tantalizing fact. In six seasons at Michigan prior to the sign stealing beginning in 2021, Harbaugh's record was 49-22, and 22, including 0-5 for 5 against Ohio State. In the two-plus seasons since, He's 34 and 3, including 2 and 0 against Ohio State. So I have to think there's a little bit something going on here. Yeah, there might be. I mean, look, here, here, and, and I've heard all sides of this. You know, it's not that big a deal. Everybody does it. Or, oh, it's the worst thing ever. He should be fired. The truth is, I imagine that there's some level of this that does go on, but there is a rule about, especially the way they're doing it. You're allowed to steal signs in-game. You're not allowed to send an advanced guy like this whose whole job is to steal signs and then put him on the sideline for your game and say, you see signs like, oh, this here's what's coming. I mean, first of all, the NCAA just needs to get the helmet speaker thing and be done with this. I mean, yes. that would solve the whole it thing. Really this would. is kind of stupid that this is even a problem. But it is a problem. Harbaugh should know better. And I do think it, it, it he's going to get in trouble, and, and I think he should. And I do think it's it's affected the games to a certain extent. When you know what's coming, that does make it a lot easier. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, the one thing I think it could work against Penn State, uh, This a lot of people have been saying this, but all of us have played sports throughout our lives. It's the us-against-the-world mentality. And Michigan doesn't need any extra added incentive to come into Happy Valley and beat them. Um, I, Again, I, I say it all the time. I temper it that I'm a Penn State homer. I don't see Penn State winning this game simply because Michigan's offense is too much. Their defense is going to keep them in the game. But back to the sign stealing, um, really and truthfully, you, you look at what Harbaugh did beforehand, and then I read the same article you did, Bob. There's definitely something to that. And the coaches' fraternity, yes, they're all competitive, but he was turned in by coaches. You know, so there's something to that as well. They, you know, they wouldn't just do it unless they had the goods on them. They're not just going to put themselves out there and risk embarrassment unless they actually had some definitive proof. Now, the the way the NCAA works, you know, the, the running joke is he'll get punished in 2026 or later. But there there needs to be something handed down to him because I truly do believe something was afoot. Well, Shiano, if you watch the one post game, I mean, he was he did everything but accuse him, and then. Yeah. I think Nebraska said, yeah, you know, we'll own our five and four, but one of those, they cheated against us. So the coaches are upset. I I give Franklin credit. He's done a nice job deflecting because, and this week is definitely not the week for him to get involved in this. So good job by him. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if they struggle a little more defensively when they maybe, you would hope this week they don't know what's coming. I know they fired the staffer that was supposedly doing this. Um, I say supposedly there's, 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 I guess there's video evidence out there of him actually on the sideline kind of giving the info. But um, let's um, maybe move it back to the game a little bit, uh, D. I I think you nailed it 
I think that the whole key to this is going to be which Aller are we going to get? Yeah. If, the, if, if we get the good one we had last week when we ripped Maryland to shreds, not a terrible team, by the way. Not at all. Ripped Maryland to shreds. If that version of our offense shows up, this is going to be a very interesting game. But if the OSU version shows up where he was tentative and had happy feet and didn't really look good at all, then we're going to get we're going to lose by 25. See, the, the thing I worry about the most is the, the Franklin playing not to lose the mentality. If Penn State just goes out and plays loose at home and does what they're capable of doing and let their stars shine, um, I, I, I don't, again, I don't think they're going to beat Michigan. If they do win this game, they're going to have to play basically perfect football. Penalty-free, they're going to have to win the turnover margin. But also, as you said, they're going to have to let Aller be Aller and, and let him throw the ball. They can't continue to run these bubble screens. They can't continue to – and also, the uh, one thing that has bothered me, they keep switching between Allen and Singleton. And I know it's – and Franklin can't help himself. He said it's because he wants to keep both of them happy. I actually think Allen has been better than Singleton. I say you give him the bulk of the carries because he seems to have that extra explosiveness that Singleton doesn't really seem to have. I read a stat that in all of Division One football, do you know who's been hit in the backfield the most? Singleton, really? Nick Singleton. Mm. Mm. I, I don't know whether he's not seeing the holes. I don't know what's going on, but... He just he's not the same as he as he even looked last year. I don't understand. It sounds like the Warren Najee debate, really, if you yeah. take it to the NFL level. Absolutely, Bob. I, I couldn't agree more. But that also gets back. If you're getting hit in the backfield that much, that is an indictment of the line, too. Yes. And some of these have been against teams we should be dumb. Now, last week, last week they looked great at the line. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. But if the line is not getting holding up, then we're going to have trouble no matter what. But but going back to Oller for, Oller for a minute. Yeah, I think the play calling does have to be better. Yes, you're going to have to take risks again against as good a team as Michigan. You're not going to be able to just win a 10-7 game against them. But when when he gets his chances, I mean, leave the play calling aside, he looked bad against Ohio State. He did, and that's on him. And, And all right, first really, really big game. You know, first year as a starter, I'll give him a pass. This one's at home. I'm not asking for him to go out there and throw for 400 yards, but he's got to be—he's got to look more like he belongs in the moment. Yeah, and you know, again, a lot of people when Penn State played Ohio State picked Ohio State. A lot of people picked Penn State. I have not seen anyone pick Penn State, so that a lot of times can be a good thing if they, if for Penn State for the players have the coaches kind of revving them up, letting them know, hey, you know, nobody's believing in us. So that type of psychology that Michigan is using this us against the world mentality, Penn State can do that as well. And at home, Penn State, I, I've rooted up for this team since I've been a boy. It's different when they put the blue on than when they put the white on. When they put the blue on, they come to play football. When they put the white on, you, you kind of, I don't know what it is. They just don't play well on the road most of the time. They got them at home. It's the best case scenario. It's a must-win game for them to even be considered in the playoff uh, conversation, which I think they're out of that anyways. But still, it would be really nice to see Franklin get a huge win. Because they want to play on their toes instead of their heels. That's right. Yeah, and back to the play. If they win this game, what what then what happens depending on who wins the Ohio State-Michigan game? You, you could have one of these whole roundtable things where you don't really know who the best team in the Big Ten is. So. Well, and I saw the way the playoffs work too. They could still end up playing in the in the Big um, Big Ten 
final, it, it, right? It is yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah. So. And, 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 it's, and that's, I, I am glad they're getting rid of those divisions because it's always the East. You know, whoever's in the East is far better than whoever's in the West. I mean, did you see that uh, Iowa-Northwestern game? Oh, it was my. like the fifth highest scoring game in Wrigley this year yeah, because yeah. it was only 10-7. Just brutal football. <laughs> and they shouldn't play – by the way, I, and this is a little bit – I'm going to give you a hashtag get lost preview <laughs> – Get lost playing games in Wrigley where you can't even have the full safety ring around the end zone. They're going to get somebody killed running into that wall. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. You're right about that. Well, we only have a couple minutes left here to talk a little Penguins, Dave. And I I don't know. This is one of my get lost. Get lost to these West Coast road trips. I'm not staying up till midnight watching all these games. I'm a night owl, baby. Last (laughs) night, it was perfect. I I got what we talked about earlier. I was happy. I was still keyed up. Couldn't go to sleep. Got to watch my Penguins till 1230. Well, then you should wonderful. tell us what, what, what's changed with them. Why are they playing better? Is it just because Jeff Carter's out of the lineup? I think that's helped. I mean, I don't want to say it's just because of the fourth line, but they played really good defensively last night. I thought all three defensive lines, and, and frankly, all five-man units worked well. And I got to say, Jari was really sharp through two periods. And, and, um, and, then, and then I do want to talk about the injury because – I know everybody says he's injured, but this was not his fault. He was out on his toes at the edge of the crease, but in the blue paint. And one of the the the, uh, the uh, ducks came by and hit him right across the face. And he went down, his mask comes off, and then he takes a puck in, somewhere up around the face. I couldn't tell where. That part was unfortunate. But there should have been a penalty. I'm sick and tired of these goalies not being protected like that. That, that was bad. But... Hey, you know, give give Hedberg, I think it is. Helberg. Helberg. Yeah. Give him a lot of credit. He came in completely cold and, and he stoned him in the third. Uh Sid had a frustrating game, and I don't know if you saw his empty netter, yes. but it was amazing. A yeah. backhand from center ice. Backhand from center ice in the air. Yeah. It was un- unbelievable. He's better on the backhand than the forehand. No, but uh, you know, and the other thing I wanted to say, real quick, we don't have much time. I wanted to talk about San Jose because you know they gave up 10 goals the game before us. I was worried. It's like, oh, they're gonna be fired up. And the first period was kind of interesting. And then they just played like pond hockey, like they were playing at, no offense, like they were playing at Reynoldsville or something. I mean, that was the worst exhibition of NHL hockey I have seen in years. You know what I love, though? They came back last night and beat the Flyers. Yeah, the Flyers. Yeah, yes. their first, first regulation win. win was against the Flyers. Anything, anything bad happening to the Flyers is always good and, news. And that no is beautiful. What. And you know, nobody's that bad, right? They weren't going to give up 10 goals again or probably even five, but. It is amazing how bad they looked. And, and hey, good for Pittsburgh. I think they desperately needed to have a blowout game like that and kind of get a little confidence going. But, oh, man, I, that, you know, even though they're tanking and you know they're tanking, you can't, you can't not compete like that without somebody getting fired. Well, and you'd yeah. love to see him finish it off tomorrow night and go 3-0 and on this road trip. So, well, yeah. All right, time flies, guys, when you're having fun. And, and D, it's time to get lost here, and we know that you're the guy to kick it off. Well, yeah. Hey, also, we want to thank our guests for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, but And also, we want to thank our sponsors as well. It, it's always nice. If, you got, if anyone's listening that's interested in sponsoring the show, please contact the station. But anyways, I wanted to say, hashtag get lost <laughs> to the late night games. I realize there West Coast games, but I get up in the morning first thing, and I love watching sports. And we we have a sports talk radio show. You can't watch these games; it's almost impossible. The only time I stay up is when my Lakers are playing, and that's it. So hashtag get lost in the, the late night games. That's the epitome of a first world problem. What do you want to do? You want to make the West Coast guys will go to game at three in the afternoon just to convenience you? Yes. Hashtag get lost of that. No way. Wow. I, <laughs> I'm with D on this one. Yeah, but that's just oh. 
Oh, all right. Well, I was going to say hashtag get lost to the roller coaster, the roller coaster that is Tristan Jari. He's up and down. He's injured. I mean, I know you can't blame him for that, but still, it's every year, and we're only a month into the season. Yeah, and and, and you know, you you hit on earlier about how good um, Pickett's been in the fourth quarter, and and hashtag get lost to his inconsistency. But I want to say hashtag get lost to Pickens, who threw yes. a, a total fit after they won that game. It's like, guy, get up, get with the program here. It's about the team. Absolutely. Hey, it's a great team here in the studio, and we thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next week as we continue Under Review.